Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Rewatchables TV. I'm your host, Skylar Darrell. This is our third episode and a bit of a shift from the first two. Um, our opening two episodes focused on The Sopranos and Game of Thrones, which are hour-long HBO dramas. Today, I'm joined by Whit Cummings, Ben Kiazza, and Casey Futterman to discuss The Office, one of the most watched and beloved comedies of the 21st century. The Office is 201 episodes, so it was really hard to narrow it down, but I'm confident we made the right pick. So, without further ado, let's discuss our pick for the best episode of The Office. Alright, welcome back to another episode of The Rewatchables TV. Uh, Today we're talking about The Office, and I'm joined by a couple of my friends here. Casey. Sean Kinnine and uh, Ben Chiazza. Sean Kinnine actually is uh, Whitley Cummings, but, you know, we wish Sean Kinnine was here. He's actually going to be on the show next week when we talk about Westworld. Okay. But, Casey, uh, Whit, and Ben, thanks for joining me. Um, this is a really tough uh, pick. I feel like the show kind of has 201 episodes. There's, like, a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, episodes we could have picked. We ended up picking Stress Relief, which is a two-parter. We're going to be looking at both parts. But first, I kind of wanted to talk about uh, the show as a whole. Um, and I have a couple questions for you guys, and you can, like, give me your take on it, but do you think The Office is the most influential comedy this century? So, starting in 2000, obviously, and why does it have such staying power despite being off the air for six years? So, if anyone wants to start, go ahead. Yeah, I'll jump in. I think, um, in terms of most influential comedies, it probably has to be Seinfeld. Seinfeld is just, like, that isn't, that went off the air as the number one show in the world. Like, they quit at the top. Um, the Office, I think, is just the most, like, timeless and influential for, like, college students. Like, it's just so our humor. Like, I'm, like, at my job, someone was like, yeah, you're on college. I know you watch The Office. Don't pretend you don't get this <laughs> reference. Like, just everyone knows that everyone watches The Office. Um, but why? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, as to why, I think it's more of, like, a, a modern take on comedy. Like, in my opinion, it's one of the first shows I'd watched that was, like, more of an awkward humor rather than an in-your-face planned out, you know, joke here and there. Like, yes, there's jokes, but it's more of, like, a, a dry humor that, like, really rides on being cringy and hilarious at the same time. The way Michael just attacks them, it just cracks me up. Yeah, I think, uh, to piggyback on Casey, um, just the the dry humor in it is uh, the one thing that's kind of kept me a loyal fan, and I kind of push that upon other people. Uh, you definitely need to kind of be looking for that dry humor. It doesn't attract everyone, but... Uh, for the majority, of The Office is just one of those shows that um, it's going to stay on Netflix hopefully forever, and I can go to bed watching it every night. Yeah, I think the casting is also another thing that stands out to me. A lot of these people were pretty obscure actors that have kind of blossomed mm-hmm. into like key players, especially Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. He was a relative yeah. nobody, and like he got the forty-year-old version because of The Office, and now he's like this big movie star. And John Krasinski is like directing movies and like getting like a lot of accolades for his performances, and that's all kind of based off of their roles in the office and it's also just like different it's like a mockumentary you don't really see it that often parks and rec kind of piggybacked off this as well but it was just a different kind of humor and in today's netflix era um it was really good also the memes i think has to be said has given it staying power i think there are so many memes tweets um gifs of like michael doing certain things like i'm prison mike like with the the do-rag on like all that stuff you know a lot of it um really has given the office like a life after it stopped airing in 2013. Um, 
Great, yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about alternative episodes, which we do every episode um, of this podcast where we talk about what we would have picked had we not picked Stress Relief. So I'll go first. I picked Fun Run. I think it's the first episode of the fourth season um, where Michael like hits Meredith with his car <laughs> and like they have this fun run on her behalf. And for the, rabies. Yeah, for rabies. Oh, it's the and, Meredith Palmer pro-am race for the cure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Dwight like kills Angela's cat and puts it in the freezer. <laughs> and then like Michael passes out because <laughs> he had fettuccine Alfredo before running the 5K. He doesn't drink and just <laughs> and everyone else just like no one takes it seriously except for Toby who wins and I just thought it was really funny and it's also like 40 minutes long so it was like similar to the stress relief it uh it gives you a lot of content there so that's my pick uh, Casey you picked I picked the Dundies it was like the first episode of the second season I think and at that point in the show it's like still really towards the beginning because the first season was so short and it's like one of the the first examples of how Michael is like so absurd with the things he does and you know he's talking to jen on the phone and they don't, she doesn't give him approval for the party and because he talks she talks about all the other ridiculous things he's done for all the people in the office and you know it, then it goes to show him practicing his jokes and everyone saying like you know you're this you know it's gonna suck again blah blah, blah. they get there and um people like in the bar are super pissed or is it chilies i don't remember it's chilies yeah, yeah, yeah. and they start throwing shit at him and um what's it called then they michael's gonna cut it short and jim and pam like save it um it's just such a good episode because you, you start to see how you know pam is first there with roy and then roy freaks out that everything's not free so he leaves oh man and then they i think jim and pam actually kiss for like the first time weirdly when she's hammered they do yeah, yeah. and it's just there's so many funny jokes like kevin's award for <laughs> the smelliest poop <laughs> I just, I love that episode, man. All right. Wit, you picked uh, one of the cringier episodes. So, I originally had Dinner Party, but just after hearing Casey's little uh, monologue there, I've switched to Booze Cruise. Oh, like wow. Three, Audible. It. Um, that episode is just like where you first see how publicly awkward and shameless Michael is. So <laughs> like when the, There's that guy, Captain Jack, who's like, yeah, I'm captain of this boat. Like, we're gonna run is it Rob Riggle who plays It Cap- is Rob Riggle, okay. yeah. And then Michael Michael just keeps jumping on the mic and saying, like, all right, what are we going to do? The boat is sinking. And like, jumps overboard. Um, That's just, like, peak Michael to me. So that's why I picked it. Also, another, I think, tidbit from that episode is kind of a rare, like, moment of, like, seriousness, which is um, Michael and Jim are having that conversation, and Michael's like, so what? Uh, Engaged ain't married. Like, never, ever give up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rare, like, words of wisdom from the, the town fool, Michael, and I thought mm. that was kind of the part of the episode that resonated with me the most. That and how many seconds before Michael does I'm King of the World uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> in front of the boat. Uh, all right, Ben, you did Casino Night. I did. Uh, I think Casino Night is personally one of my favorites. Um, not only do you see a love triangle between uh, Michael, Jane, and Carol. Carol's his real estate agent at the time. Uh, he ends up inviting them both back to the warehouse. They're hosting a Casino night to raise money for Boy Scouts. I think the Boy Scouts. Um, it's always a BS cause, to be honest with you. And Michael actually wanted to get uh, Boy Scouts there to give a, uh, a check to. I thought that's hilarious. He really doesn't uh, think of his actions. Um, but two major things. One, uh, that happens at the end of the episode that kind of transforms, I think, the office in a way, uh, is when um, Jim kisses uh, Pam. So that kind of then sets it up 
into season three, episode one, uh, since this was the season two finale. Um, but I think one of the underlining things is actually Kevin's gambling addiction. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's one of those things that comes up a, li- across the almost yeah. every episode. There's at least one little thing um, of he- him and his crippling gambling addiction. <laughs> and it's one of those little side jokes that I, I always laugh to myself, too. But it's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, there's honestly, there's so many different ones we could have picked. And those are just three of the best ones. Um, or four of the best ones, rather. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to recap the episode, and when we come back, we'll get into the categories. Annoyed that none of his coworkers paid attention to the fire safety seminar he gave last week, Dwight tries another approach by sealing the office exit shut, cutting the phone lines, and starting a fire in a trash can. Dwight calmly explains the proper safety procedures as the panicked employees try to flee, smashing windows, crawling through air ducts, and destroying office equipment. Dwight eventually reveals it was just a drill, but Stanley suffers a heart attack and collapses in the commotion. Dwight is subsequently censored by Dunder Mifflin CFO David Wallace, and Michaels chips him his position as safety officer. After Stanley is released from the hospital, his doctors warn him to keep his stress levels under control to avoid further damaging his health. Michael arranges for a CPR training session with the employees, but they are too easily distracted and the lesson proves fruitless. The session ends badly when Dwight destroys the expensive CPR dummy, earning a further, another rebuke from David Wallace. Dwight is ordered to apologize to his co-workers and get signatures acknowledging that they forgive him. But after he openly declares that his apology is insincere and denies that he is responsible for Stanley's heart attack, they refuse to sign. With tensions running high in the office, Michael tries to calm his workers down with yoga and meditation. However, he soon realizes that he, Michael, is the source of the stress for his employees, not other alternatives. Michael hands stress reader to Oscar and is horrified that, indeed, he is the one causing the stress. Meanwhile, Pam's parents are going through a rough patch in their marriage, and Pam's father is staying with her and Jim. Jim tries to cheer Pam up by watching an unlicensed movie with Andy. The film stars Jack Black, who is engaged to a character played by Jessica Alba, but who falls in love with her grandmother, named, played by Cloris Leachman. During the movie, Jim and Pam discuss the situation with Pam's parents, but Andy believes their comments are directed at the characters in the film, leading him to conclude they are movie geniuses finding hidden depths in the film. The episode then shifts to part two. Michael decides the workers are stressed because they are reluctant to express their feelings, so he organizes a comedic roast of himself in the warehouse. Dwight tricks the most of the employees into signing his letter by pretending it is a fill-in sheet, a sign-in sheet, but Phyllis catches on and refuses to sign it. Each worker, and um, including the warehouse workers, Dick jabs at Michael, who initially seems to enjoy the jokes, but grows increasingly uncomfortable and offended. When it comes time for him to roast his employees, Michael ends up storming out of the warehouse because he'd be upset. After the roast, he takes a personal day. Much to the concern of his employees, who start to feel bad about the jokes they made about him and spends time in a playground to reflect. Dwight tricks Phyllis into signing his letter by robbing a mailman to ask her to sign for a fake package. Michael returns to the office where he roasts each of his co-workers with one-liners. Stanley laughs heartily when Michael roasts him, breaking the tension. Michael tells, tells his employees they're the reason he got into the pair business and they applaud him. Pam asks Jim to talk to her father and convince him to work things out with her mother. Shortly after they talk, Pam learns that her father has sought a separation while living in her own apartment because of something Jim said. Pam confronts her father about why he left her mother while Jim looks at the window. Pam then returns and tells Jim her father left because Jim told him how much he loves Pam, and he realized that he had never felt that way about their mother even the best. Pam comes to terms with the separation and tearfully embraces Jim. That is stress relief. All right, we're back. We're now talking about stress relief. We just recapped the episode. Um, two-parter. Um, so first, most rewatchable scene. I think there are two that really stand out, but I'm still going to read. I think I have seven. Um, the opening fire drill scene. 
<laughs> That's probably the best opening of every Office episode. Yeah, it's fucking perfect. Like, from Dwight... It's going to save lives. Yeah. <laughs> Dwight, like, actually believing his plan's going to work, to Andy yelling that the fire is shooting at us, to Michael asking, what does warm mean? Um, they throw the... Angela throws the cat into the ceiling, and it immediately comes out. Um, and my low-key favorite part is Kevin, like, in the midst of all this, just grabs the chair and brings it to the vending machine. And then you see, like, 20 minutes later when they're watching the movie, the vending machine is still broken and it's completely empty. <laughs> so, I think that's the... That's a really standout one for me, and obviously Stanley has the heart attack. Um, the CPR training session, which we were talking about before, as one of the best, like, TV scenes, like, ever... Um, with the whole the staying alive, Creed saying, I saw you in the parking lot. Um, and Dwight, like, going full Hannibal Lecter and, like, dissecting the mannequin after it dies is, like, peak, peak office. There's, like, a, a Facebook clip that's, like, is this the best four minutes of TV ever? And it's just that scene. <laughs> so that's really good. Okay, you didn't maintain 100 beats per minute, and the ambulance didn't arrive because nobody called 911. So you lost him. Okay, he's dead. Anyone know what we do next? Anybody? Rose? I have no idea. Anyone else? We bury him. Wrong. Eh, check for an organ donor card. If he has one, we only have minutes to harvest. He has no wallet, I checked. He is an organ donor. He is. Yeah. Give me some ice in a styrofoam bucket. Here we go. Um, there's the meeting in corporate where um David Wallace and the other executive are reprimanding Dwight and Michael like tries to reprimand Dwight but he's also equally being reprimanded by David, and it's just really awkward. Dwight's apology to the office. Um, The roast of Michael Scott in the warehouse. Um, When Michael goes to the park and tries to feed the birds, but they're not there, and he just starts... (laughs) Yeah, he just throws pieces of bread, and then it's like the birds went went south for the winter. (laughs) He says west. Oh, yeah. (laughs) West for the winter. (laughs) What is this, the grapes of wrath? And then Michael's return to the office where he roasts everyone. Uh, Casey, what is the most rewatchable scene? Uh, I want to say the fire drill, but I can't because the CPR scene is just too funny. Like, it just starting off when they're tr- she's trying, you know, the instructor's trying to just teach them, and Michael's trying to, you know, assess the scene as you would if you were doing CPR, and she's like, no, he's not breathing, and he doesn't have any arms and legs. And then Kevin chimes in, and he makes fun of Kevin for not having any... That's like, that's how he lives right now. Then she tells him to sing the song, he starts singing, First I Was Afraid I Was Petrified. Ridiculous. And <laughs> the whole room breaks out in song, and Kelly's dancing, it's just goddamn hilarious. And it's just so absurdly perfect. Every single line, you know, Creed's add-on, that just makes no sense, but it's so Creed. Um, it, it, it is so watchable, like, I could literally watch it three times, four times, Ten times, watch it again, still laugh just as hard as they did the first time. And everyone, like, hits in that scene. Exactly. Every single character. They use every character's weird traits. You know, Andy's, you know, getting into the song. Ah, 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 staying alive, staying alive. Uh, uh, you can't uh, tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man, no time to talk. What is it like? Women won't been kicked around since I was born. Well, it's all right. It's okay. You can look the other way. It's just perfect. What? I'm going to agree that uh, that scene, I think there's just a lot of like little moments that make it really funny. Um, I don't know how this will, this will come off in speech, but uh, there's a scene where you were talking about the no arms or legs. 
Michael's like, Kevin, would you want to live with no legs? And he was like, I would live with no legs. <laughs> and he goes like, how about no arms? And Kevin just goes like, he makes this weird face. Um, that's really funny for me. And then Kelly standing up kind of just like is when I laugh out loud every time. Um, like Andy singing and then Kelly just like gets up into like a choreographed thing. Um, yeah, great scene. Um, I think I'm going to have to be a little bit different and pick the opening scene with the, uh, with the fire. I think right in the beginning when Dwight is uh, barging doors closed, he's heating up door handles, um, and then his iconic line, today smoking is going to save lives. <laughs> uh, right there, I feel like it kind of, we can kind of infer what was going to happen next. Uh, nothing well. Um and then the, all the chaos that kind of uh, occurs, we kind of talked about some of the major uh, scenes in that, but uh, my favorite definitely has to be um, Angela throws the cat up, and a second down, it just comes right back down. Um, I Followed by was, Oscar. Yeah. Or, and then where an Oscar also falls through the ceiling. Um, I think some of those like little things, it was so well put together. You have everyone being chaotic, but at the same time, all getting their time to be kind of funny. Um, especially Michael trying to break a, a window with a chair uh, and being unsuccessful at first. I thought that was just a total Michael move. Um, and I think they really portrayed every character very well of what they would actually do uh, if there was a fire. The second time he finally breaks it, he just yells, help! There's <laughs> absolutely nothing. Uh, also, like, the stay fucking calm! Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like again, that's a good example of just, like, a meme. And when Stanley collapses, he's like, Stanley! Barack is present! <laughs> Stanley shows his wallet in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna give him mouth to mouth. I'm like, no, Michael, you don't have to do that. Yeah, I... It's such a toss-up for me, but I think I'm gonna have to go with the CPR. But, they're like, it's like 1A and 1B, it's you know? Like, like I, I, you could argue these are the two best scenes in the entire series. Yeah, literally. Um, and they're in the same episode. All right, best quote. Can Jeez. I just give a nomination for this? Yes. Thing? I don't know if you have it. I, I probably do, but maybe I don't. But, uh, so Stanley has a heart attack, and uh, <laughs> someone's like, Dwight, you almost killed Stanley. And he's like, yeah, I filled him with butter and sugar. And <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, yeah that, that is one of them, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> he has no heart. Alright, yeah, so I have a lot of nominations, I'll read them out loud. Um, it's my fault for using PowerPoint. PowerPoint is boring. It's my own fault for using PowerPoint. PowerPoint is boring. Dwight, um, what does warm mean, Michael? Touch the handle! If it's hot, there could be a fire in the hallway! What does warm mean? Oh my gosh. The fire's shooting at us, Andy. Oh my what is that? What is that? The fire's shooting at us! Uh, Stanley, Stanley, you will not die. Stanley, Barack is president. You are black, Stanley. No, no, no. You will not die. Stanley, Stanley, you will not die. Stanley, Stanley, Barack is president. You are black, Stanley. I'm going to give him mouth to mouth. No, no, no. Don't give him mouth to mouth for this. Um, the, <laughs> the dialogue with Michael and David with Dwight in the corporate office. I'm not a mind reader, David. Um, <laughs> Dwight's icicle quote about how they're like, where's Michael? And he, he goes on this like 40 second like tangent about how Michael probably died standing under an icicle. Um, <laughs> you were in the parking lot earlier. That's how I know you, Creed. Uh, 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 stand alive, okay. stand alive. You were in the parking lot earlier. That's how I know you. Um, how many beats is that per hour, Michael? And then Jim goes, how's that going to help you? Um, I will divide and then <laughs> <laughs> Okay, too fast. Everyone, we need to pump at a pace of 100 beats per minute. Oh, okay. That's uh, hard to keep track. How many is that per hour? How's that going to help you? 
I will divide and then count to it. Right. <laughs> Dwight goes, I state my regret. Jim goes, you couldn't have memorized that. Um, and I knew exactly what to do. But in a much more real sense, I had no idea what to do, Michael. Uh, yeah, right. I filled him with butter and sugar for 50 years and forced him not to exercise. <laughs> um, I would want to live with no legs, Kevin. How about no arms? No arms or no legs is basically how you exist right now, Kevin. You don't do anything. Somebody with no arms or legs, do we bother resuscitating them? I mean, what kind of quality of life do we have there? I would want to live with no legs. How about no arms? No arms or legs is basically how you exist right now, Kevin. You don't do anything. All right, well, let's get back to it because you're losing them. <laughs> um, Michael's like whole like last minute boom roasted thing. Uh, Andy Cornell, he thinks you suck and you're gayer than Oscar. Uh, Stanley, you're, you crush your wife during sex and your heart sucks. And then Stanley just starts laughing his ass off. <clears throat> Jim, you're 6'11", and you weigh 90 pounds. Gumby has a better body than you. Boom. Roasted. Dwight, you're a kiss-ass. Boom. Roasted. Pam, you failed art school. Boom. Roasted. Meredith, you've slept with so many guys, you're starting to look like one. Boom. Roasted. Kevin. I can't decide between a fat joke and a dumb joke. Boom, roasted. Creed, your teeth called. Your breath stinks. Boom, roasted. Angela, where's Angela? Well, there you are. I didn't see you behind that grain of rice. Boom, roasted. Stanley, you crush your wife during sex and your heart sucks. Boom, roasted. Oscar, you are... <laughs> Oscar, <laughs> you're gay. Wow. Andy, Cornell Hall, they think you suck. And you're gayer than Oscar. Boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. <laughs> um, Dwight. Well, Oscar's roast is just, you're gay. <laughs> uh, at corporate, Dwight said, I didn't think it was very realistic in the movie, and turns out it was pretty realistic. Tell me why you had to cut the face off the dummy. I didn't think it was very realistic in the movie, and it turns out. That's pretty realistic. <laughs> and um, Michael goes, uh, I know where this is going during the roast. And Jim goes, do you? Michael says, no. <laughs> what is, what's the best quote of this episode? Uh, I don't even, there's so many good yeah, ones. there's so many good quotes, especially out of all those options. But I think, like I said before, when Stanley collapses and he freaks out and tries to bring in politics and more race cars and everything, just that's so Michael. And he does really want to save him. Like, knowing how stupid Michael's character is, it's just so because he does care about every like all of his employees and he just tries to get down there and is doing what he thinks is saving stanley but he's so not and it just plays so well into how dumb and hilarious their antics are and but he it, it also shows how much he actually cares about them which is so funny mine is for sure dwight's uh yeah i told him to <laughs> and um, forced him not to exercise yeah i don't know what else he can say about that i just crack up every time very insensitive <laughs> yeah very dwight um, I think my favorite quote in that episode, um, I think it has to be when Creed goes, oh, I saw you in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, I think it's, he has very little screen time, but just his one little liners, I, I think always get me. Uh, I could say probably when I first watched it through, uh, I probably watched it now all the way through the office probably about five times. I think the first time I didn't appreciate Creed that much. Um, but now after rewatching it, Creed has to be one of my favorite characters, uh, and he just has this really creepy vibe about him, and I, I just fell in love with it. So funny, especially in that scene, like everyone looks at him confused, and he just <laughs> pretends like yeah. he never said it. They just go back to what they were doing. 
Um, I am probably going to go with um, how many beats is that per hour? <laughs> and Jim just asking, how is that going to help you? It's very uh, typical Jim uh, staying calm throughout the chaos, but also like perfect delivery. Uh, does his like signature, like look at the camera, like I will divide and then count a round up. It makes no sense. Um, there's so many good options there though. All right, uh, Dion Waiters Heat Check Award. This goes to the actor or the character that does the most and the least amount of screen time. I have four nominees. David Wallace, uh, Michael from The Warehouse, uh, at the roast of Michael Scott. <laughs> What's my name? It's Jefferson. Michael. <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> we got stuck in traffic together when you drove me home last week. <laughs> uh, Creed, I think has like one line and it's Ben's quote. Um, and then the Mannequin Lady, who is the Dion Waiters Heat Check Award winner. Oh, the mannequin, like the instructor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think she has the most screen time. I would say it has to be David Wallace because in that, it's like so early on in the show, even still, because it's like such a long show, um, you still think that corporate really cares about like this branch, but it seems like whatever Michael and they do, nothing will happen to them, like they won't get fired. And at that point in the show, you really think like there's consequences for their actions, so you're scared, like for Michael the first time you watch it, and, and Dwight, because... You're like, oh my god, is he going to get fired? Like, what's the show going to be like without him? And then they don't. So, like, you start to get scared, and, like, David Wallace really brings that to the scene, and then nothing happens. But it's still hilarious. David Wallace, like, this is a fireable offense, and Michael's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. We'll strip him of his safety officer title. <laughs> no. Volunteer safety officer. All right, Wit? Um, I think, honestly, for the entire show, this award should go to Creed. Um, Creed speaks, like, 1% of every episode, and every time it's one of the funnier lines. Um, there's just, like, you just look up, like, a Best of Creed video. Yeah. Like, every line is just Creed, like, oh, you live by the quarry? We should throw things down there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spreading monk beans. <laughs> yeah, like, that line, like, Creed, yeah. So Creed's saying, um, like Creed's saying, like, you're from the parking lot or That's how I know you. That is just, I love Creed. And, uh, yeah, give him the award. Um, I, I would give Creed the award definitely for the entire, um, show itself. But mm-hmm. I think for this episode alone, I am going to have to go with Michael from The Warehouse. Uh, only because I just, it's one of those scenes where um, Michael's asked, okay, if you know all of us, who's that in the back? Uh, it's one of the warehouse workers. He starts just laughing uncontrollably because uh, it's one of those awkward, nervous laughs. Uh, and then just throws out, like, Jefferson. Yeah, um, which is just really racist. This isn't even a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jefferson. Um, it turns out his name is also Michael. Uh, and, and then he goes, Michael, we, uh, I drove you home last week. We were stuck, stuck in traffic for an hour. Uh, I just thought it was hilarious that Michael could not remember this guy's name uh, for the life of him, even though it was his own name. Yeah, I, I agree um, with Michael from The Warehouse. He's literally he has like one line or like two lines, and it's like just really funny and kind of um, emphasizes the whole point of the episode, which is Michael means well but doesn't do a good job of it. Um, all right, lazy internet research. I have a couple of fun facts. Um, the episode brought in over 20 million views, making it the most watched episode of the entire series. Why? It aired directly after Super Bowl 43 between the Steelers and the Cardinals. That's like a, a really, it's a really good Super Bowl. That's a really enviable spot for any TV show on network television, whether it's CBS, NBC, or Fox, to be the show right after the Super Bowl because so many people watch it. Um, Bandit the cat in the beginning was a prop. Was not a real cat. cat. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The opening scene took a day and a half to shoot. Um, Normally, a a scene takes forty-five minutes. (laughs) This took a day and a half because it's so many moving parts. Um, The only people who Michael doesn't insult at the end there are three of them: Phyllis. Are we gonna try and name it? 
<laughs> Kelly and Toby doesn't get insulted. During now during the roast, he says friends only, and Toby yeah, has to yeah. sit down. And Toby's like, yeah, all right. That's actually um, a great line. <laughs> <laughs> the episode was written by Paul Lieberstein, who plays Toby. Um, and due to high predicted viewership because of the Super Bowl, NBC officials suggested the show of celebrity guest appearances. Therefore, Jack Black, Jessica Alba, and Cloris Leachman make appearances uh, in the pirated in the pirated movie that which Andy, Jim, and Pam watch. That's a whole under underplot of the of the episode that like we don't really talk about, but probably like is the most significant to the actual plot of the show, the which is Jim and drama. like yeah, which is Pam's parents getting divorced and like Pam thinks Jim is a part to play in it. Um, and Andy the whole time is like these guys are movie geniuses. And he's like, um, all right, so I think that kind of brings up. I just had to say Andy's yes. weird obsession with uh, the movie with Jack Black hooking up with uh, a grandma. Uh, I don't think it's talked about. Oh, he's so choked about up him. about it at the end. He's, he's he falls in love with the movie, and uh, I, I think too. I, I kind of want to watch that movie and see if I get that same connection. I think I got genuinely sad when they were playing "I'm All Out of Love" and she's like she's like going up in her like wheelchair and Jack Black just like <laughs> falls to the ground and starts sobbing. Oh. Yeah, I was not sad, but that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who won the episode? Uh, four candidates. Michael, um, I think, wins the respect of the office, even if it's begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. Jim, who w- wins, like, major points with Pam. You have that quote at the end. My kids are going to be right about that um, with the whole soulmate thing. Stanley, yes, he almost dies, but I think for the time being, he gets Michael off his case. And I think Stanley, like, kind of drives the whole episode with having a heart attack and, like, being the one that gets stressed out by Michael, and then at the end, he, like, kind of breaks the tension. And, uh, Toby, because he sells his Girl Scout cookies in exchange for a signature, which is a rare moment of savvy from Toby I did not expect. That was kind of a joke, but who, who do you think won the episode, Michael, Jim, or Stanley? Um, I think Michael won the episode. I, I hate to take the, uh, the obvious answer, but, um, the way he, uh, acts the entire time is so unbelievably funny and then with the roast getting roasted you know he's trying to make things right with everyone and then gets completely offended because he's michael and takes everything way too seriously and then to get back everyone roast them even though it was his idea to get roasted uh, it's just so goddamn funny the way he does everything in that entire episode and then in his head he did everything right and got even with them so everything's good again and Dwight didn't get fired for, you know, almost burning down the building, causing a lot of, a lot of damage. After all that, there was really no consequence. Exactly. I'm going to say Jim. Um, I think one of the great things about The Office is, like, it's one of those shows where you can watch any episode and not have had to see prior episodes to enjoy it. But also, if you have seen prior episodes, it makes it that much better. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's one of those, like, highlight Jim and Pam moments. Like, another one's where Jim just, like, comes back from the interview in New York and he's like, you're for dinner tonight? Yes. It's a date. She's, like, crying. She's like, what was the question? That's, like, another, like, wow, Jim and Pam are just the best. It's um, like when they get married and they have, like, they do, like, the fake yeah. camera thing. Mm-hmm, this is one mm-hmm. of those fake camera moments. Yeah. So I think Jim, that, like, the Jim and Pam saga that uh, played the most influence and picked Jim as the winner. I also think Stanley's the loser just because there's one uh, one scene where he's like, I don't have enough savings to retire. Like I'm working in my own casket or something. <laughs> That's interesting because I was actually going to pick Stanley as the winner. Okay, uh, rebuttal me. Now, I, I, my rebuttal is it's a little bit different. So he, he does have a heart attack, um, but he comes right. back. So that could have went two ways. Right. Uh, I don't. Luckily, it didn't go the, the one way of him dying, uh, which I don't think they would have ever actually wrote into the script. Um, mm-hmm. But him coming back, I think he's one. He's that one character. He's that one person we all kind of know who uh, always. 
kind of gripes and has that like kind of demeanor about them. Mm-hmm. Um, he hates everything. He yeah. hates everything. Everyone sucks. Um, but at the same time, like you said before, Skylar, he does drive the episode. Um, I think it's, he's just a key player. I don't. I don't want to say he mm-hmm. won, uh, but he's definitely the character that I think that I like the most and uh, mm-hmm. kind of happy he came back from his heart attack. Actually, maybe he did win just because... Uh, oh! Yeah, at the very end, now that I thought about the heart attack, he like has that moment where Michael's roasting everyone and starts cracking up at his own like at his own roast. And that kind of shows like, okay, <laughs> Stanley's like good inside. He thought it was funny. Yeah. So maybe he is, he is. Yeah, I don't know. This episode, like, while also very funny, kind of tells you a lot about just like the redemptive qualities of the main characters. Michael starts off, like, being the antagonist and, like, wins the respect of the office. Dwight almost kills Stanley and then, like, at the end, like, gets all the signatures, albeit tricking Phyllis. Jim is in the doghouse with Pam and then at the end, like, isn't. Like, they have a really special mm-hmm. moment. And Stanley, like, literally says, like, my doctor told me if I spend more time here being irritated, I'm gonna die. Yeah. And then he says, I'm gonna die. But at the <laughs> end, he, like, puts up with Michael's bullshit and not only, like, accepts it, but, like, kind of, like, goes with it and laughs and, like, it yeah. appreciates it almost. Yeah. And, yeah, and he, for that he reason... He embraces it, definitely, at the end. Yeah, so for that reason, I think I think Stanley's probably my winner because he kind of has the biggest redemption from almost dying to, I guess, like, preventing his future death. Um, all right, impact on the show as a whole. Um, just real quick, a couple, uh, couple points here. Michael winning over his co-workers. Um, I think this is the first episode where they all sort of really, like, respect him and, like... He only is, I think, at this point, two seasons left, two, three seasons left in the office. Um, and you see, like, at the end, they're devastated he leaves. And this kind of, I think, starts that. Um, the Jim and Pam storyline, obviously. And then, just, like, this show really blew up after this episode because, like, they needed to bring their A-game post-Super Bowl, and they 100% did. Like, like killed it. So, any uh, any thoughts, lasting impact on the show? Um, for this episode? Yeah. I, yeah, I think this episode, like you said... Uh, just really lines up how, you know, because you're, you're never sure in the beginning of the show, like, if, I guess obviously it's leading up to Jim and Pam being together, but I think this episode really, like, from Pam's point of view, shows you that they're going to be together for, for, like, the rest of the show, and it, it just ties in how, as much as they get annoyed by Michael, they actually like him, and they prefer him over, like, a serious boss like Dwight, and it just, I think it lines up the rest of the show perfectly, honestly. Uh, you're asking my, like, lasting thoughts? Yeah. Uh, yeah, go to bed. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, I think the Pam and Jim thing, kind of the piggyback off, uh, Futterman over there. Hey. Um, I think, like you said before, it's kind of like a, one of those underlying kind of stories that's going along. Like Wit said, you don't have to watch every episode to think it's funny, but if you kind of know those background stories, it just helps you become more connected and understand a little bit more. Um... I kind of just have to agree with you said, Scott, about how um, this episode kind of does connect everyone to Michael. Um, yeah, they all get the opportunity to roast him, but th- then eventually they do feel bad when he yeah. doesn't come into work. It's very mm-hmm. unlike him. Uh, I don't think he's ever met, missed work. Um, even with the George Foreman grill. Yeah. yeah, even with the George Foreman grill. He came in with a burnt foot. Takes a personnel day. Takes a day. Even that whole exchange where they're like, are you sure that's what he means? <laughs> like, um, it's quite a leap, yeah. <laughs> it's actually a funny line. Um, but I think it's th- this uh, this episode definitely helps drive drive the show a little bit more. All right. Well, there. Listen, there are a lot of good options, and I, I, I am confident we picked the best one. Um, thanks so much, Casey, Ben, and Wit, for joining us tonight. 
Um, that's it. Uh, next week, we'll be doing Westworld with uh, Derek DiGeronimo, Sean Kinnean, and Ryan Heinekamp. Uh, until then, thanks for listening to Rewatchables TV. Watchables TV.